0: Reorganized gear and bank. Previously grouped seasonally, have now given each an animal name in order to coordinate outfits most efficiently.
1: April Lou.
2: <laughs> <It's>
3: stupid. Sleep? I <laughs>
4: Fifty, hundred hours ago. You people are effing boring!
5: My hums, my hums, my lovely lady humps.
0: Yes, her hair's extraordinary, the color of espresso and rich and chocolate.
2: Step
6: in the Codex. Hey, Guildies! It's time for another companion cast. This time, we're going to be covering Episode 8. This was a huge episode, cameo-wise especially. I was fortunate enough to be there while they were shooting the big party scene and had such a great time. I'm actually in quite a few of the shots, back of my head or... The side or, you know uh, It was lots and lots of fun And we got some really good interviews for this episode We got actually 14 interviews And uh, it's going to be fairly long Probably, I'm not done editing it at the moment So it's probably going to be about an hour and 45 minutes or so So hopefully you guys are, are enjoying these longer podcasts I have considered splitting them up into two But, um, you know, I figure you guys can stop them if they're too long and then continue listening to them at a later date. Anyways, enough of my babbling. Let's get on with the interviews. So let's go ahead and take a listen to Season 5, Episode 8. Okay, I'm here with Jeff Lewis. We're going to be discussing Episode 8. So the first one is, the. it was actually a huge day for the Guild to have all these celebrities. And um, the big, big moment for you was sitting down with... Erin uh, Gray or Madeline And actually having a regular conversation Which it seemed that way for a while
0: Yeah we uh, we started talking I'm a huge fan of her show that time rings Growing up And uh, I sort of I think in the back of my mind had been a little resentful That she quit so quickly I was in love with her and her character And the show And so it started out, you know, mild and fine, the conversation, and then... flirtatious, and there was some... Very, yes, very flirtatious, very, I was very relaxed. My head was actually to my side. (laughs) The most relaxed Vork you'll ever see, Vork. And then it got kind of heated when we talked about why she quit and how it affected me, and then it got even more heated, and started we started to scream at each other and uh no, and she walked out I, I started to scream screaming. and she yeah. <laughs> got a headache and left and i just couldn't i just, everything More just came right? out yeah yeah everything just spilled out of me and i uh, threw up everything i had and just uh it was it was pretty fun yeah
6: now is it hard to act i mean cuz that takes a lot of energy yeah. scream and yell and you did like what three four takes of
0: that yeah maybe even more i'm not yeah. sure and it it did a, a lot of energy in fact when we fl- swip, flipped the camera around to go to her side i was like i was spent yeah but i still had to even though you don't see me on camera i still had to have the same energy I so it, to get, get her. her yeah and so that was just like i didn't do that at first and yeah i was so tired i was exhausted and she said can you pick it up and so i just pushed it and it was yeah, I was soaking wet, sweating. Yeah, oh, what?
6: What the, what the yeah
0: it, was, it was tough.
6: Yeah, yeah. Hey, Guildies, I'm here with Sean Becker. We're here discussing episode 8. This was a huge, huge episode. This is the most cameos we had in any of our episodes total, and it's also the longest episode of the season. That's right. And
7: I remember I tweeted earlier uh, with episode 3 that that was the longest episode at like a little over nine minutes, and this one is. At least Actually, over, you're still editing it. So. I'm still editing it. But it's very close to being done right now as I'm talking. It's 11 minutes 33 seconds. So it'll be over 11 minutes. The rough cut was 13. Yeah. But we've cut a lot out, and and I don't see us really cut. I mean, I want to adjust a couple things. Yeah. But I I but suppose by like cutting anything down to everything, that it, it, it'll essential. be it should still be in the 11 minute range as we're, stock, That's as we're talking. That's crazy. And if not, then the I, first I, episode in go double
6: digits.
7: Well, this is like two, and it's also like two episodes in one. Yeah. So it's like, we're getting a bummer. That is it's
6: true, because I mean, we used to have five, six minute episodes. I mean, the first episodes of the series seven. were
7: three minutes, you know. Oh, I
6: remember that too, yeah.
7: I mean, uh, a television episode is 22 minutes. So this is half of a so, television episode. Yeah. Kind That's of, crazy. There's a lot going on. It's fun. Yeah.
6: All right, well, let's start at the beginning. Let's go ahead and talk about uh, Clara Zabu and Kevin Sorbo.
7: Yes. Um,
6: well, first of all, let me say, I love the bit with Clara dropping her food. Because this is, like, the fourth time she does it. Yes, and that was every all... every episode.
7: Yeah, and that was a little bit that I'd added. Um, I, the, this reason why, a running, the only reason why I'm, I'm pointing it out is because she gets a lot of credit for this, but once in a while I get these small little victories. It's a running gag. Yeah, it's well, it's, so it, this is my version of Vorkit in the garbage cans. You oh, know? I gotcha. Yeah, so I was like, every time we see Claire, she just drop all the snacks. Like, because she's so... People like, love it, though. Well, the thing is, is she's holding, like... uh the equivalent of, like, $200 yeah. worth of snacks. Wait, but it's only happened once, though, so far, right? This is, I thought this was the third time. What was the other two? Because I know there's a part there's where she... There's one where she's... Well, she grabs the snacks initially, but she never really drops. And this is in episode two when she notices the bar. She yes. walks over, grabs it, walks over. She doesn't... Um, <laughs> she, I, I can't talk about it because it's a spoiler, but <laughs> later on there's one more mini bar moment. But uh, it's not that big of a deal. Uh, and I may cut it but um we have her fi- finding it and then when she and then in episode uh four or no I'm sorry it's uh Five, when they're back at the, the whole kiss scene, yes. she drops, she them, drops in, them in. And that's the
6: first time. And okay. then now in this
7: episode, so there's only two times she actually does it.
6: Oh, maybe I just felt like she's
7: always. Maybe she always has
6: food in her hands. Well, we
7: always. I mean, we, we, the the running gag of the mini bar goes yeah. on. But as far as like dropping an entire
6: armful, I think it's just these, two, these two, okay. two times. Still hilarious. But then she runs into Zabu and uh, Master Chiefs, and they're beating up somebody. They're beating up on Kevin Sorbo. Yeah uh
7: who Felicia had gotten through i think just like knowing him from cons and stuff and he was it's so funny like first of all he was great but i want to say the one thing that he added to that that after um the Master Chiefs release him what he says from then on that is all ad-libbed that was That's not scripted was there a script yeah 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 there was it was Kevin the script and he gets released and he goes uh Zabu says, Master Chiefs, release him. He gets released, and he turns to Zabu, and, like, you know, with, like, a finger in his face goes, if I only had my loincloth. And then he walks away. That is it. Wow. So he added... I mean, the whole thing about him talking about, like, his trusty sidekick... (laughs) I mean, and the thing is, is... In this version, um... If I do take anything out, I may add some stuff back in. But he has one line, and if it's... I'm gonna say it now, because it may not be... It probably won't be in the episode. But he goes, um in the episode right now it says and Michael Hurst who played my trusty sidekick uh Yolis on Hercules uh The Adventure Continues which in 1993 surpassed Baywatch as the most watched TV episode like he went into like statistics but every take he did that and it was just him like literally just riffing and that That's was all awesome. him he wanted to just add something to it so it's it was awesome and, and we're gonna keep you know almost all we of it we kept them out of it yeah 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 it's totally cool but uh he was awesome to work with and you know um I guess the only hard thing about that that scene was just like making the the, the beating him up believable because the Master Chiefs you know and this is probably like a restriction due to their uniforms yeah. and also the fact that visibility is probably good like my only one worry about that scene was like the the punches came off very uh Faith and yeah. on stage but like in the in the latest cut like they look great and of course like you know sound effects and sound a lot effects. of stuff but no yeah. I'm like it, it's hilarious to see it in the back it's just, funny and it's Kevin's of, like that reveal I think um I think people are going to really dig that yeah
6: it's very very cool and then we continue the dinner or the lunch scene with Tink's family yes the buffet yes. intervention uh yeah so now we've got uh Tink and Codex
7: with uh Tink's parents John and Edith and her sisters Lara and Tara yes
6: and Leslie again doing the double role.
7: Yeah, so I uh, mentioned this last last time, but I wanted to say, uh, you know, you heard the the story. If not, go you're behind an episode. <laughs> but basically, what I wanted to add to this is like, if you know, we're behind schedule, we need to shoot a complex scene now because we need to shoot two, one girl as two girls. Yes. We have to shoot the scene twice. So we ended up adding – and right now it's not in the cup. But I'm going to try to work it in. And if it's not, once again, I'm just explaining it. We added this thing where she hands a cup off to herself. or Or, nice. or, or she grabs – because you weren't there on that day, right? No, I, I came in later in the day. So there's a bit that we worked in. Mind you, like no time things. But we just like – we might as well just do it. <laughs> so there's a bit where – you know there's, there's a pitcher of water and two glasses. So we have uh, Leslie uh, on one side reaching over and grabbing the glass – filling it putting it down and then uh, less in the other side you're picking it up immediately and drinking from it That's so awesome. uh I gotta re- I mean who knows maybe the reason why because I didn't edit this episode yeah. uh, Nick towel edited this episode was done uh, Previous episode. He did like the season three finale episodes, oh, okay. and he did some episode one, uh, season one stuff, and so maybe he had a reason for. It. Maybe it didn't end up working out like we planned. But I'm gonna look into that this weekend, and uh, I'm as we're speaking, I'm hoping that it makes it in because that just that's a cool, it's a cool gag. If it's it just works. It, why did we do that? It's yeah. just it took time, and, and for Leslie not only to have to memorize lines, <laughs> like she also had to like know at this point in time to put a glass down. And that's all good that. Though. But no, it was. Uh, it's a fun scene. So in that scene we learn a lot a lot about Tink. Um I mean it, it it's, a, it's a, a lot of a story. I mean it's um which isn't a bad thing at all. It's I'm just trying to think of any like like highlights, it's just like, you know, a lot of information that we learn about her at once, yeah. you know, and then in the end we find out that her parents are like totally supportive of her. And of course in normal Tink fashion yeah. she stomps off because yeah. she was inconvenienced and with, I love the with fact, the guilt.
6: Yeah, that she's dressed up as a female Godzilla and someone had the idea of putting little houses for her to stomp on. Yeah. So was that? That wasn't in the script. That I want to say it was in the script. Was it in the script? I want to say it was. Okay. I, I thought that was on the set. Someone. No, you're right. Because I think was. Greg talks about it. You're right. We were on the set really and we were
7: joking around about it. And I, once again, I don't know whose idea it was, so I won't take credit. May have been I. I'll, I'll take 100. <laughs> it probably wasn't my idea though. But um. But I know Greg had to rush around to make. He did. He, we at the last second were like, "Wouldn't it be funny if she just stomped a bunch of like yeah. houses, you know, yeah. like, or buildings, and as a Godzilla?" So. Uh, yeah it's just a fun let I me mean, just it's tink and then I love the, the 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 dynamic of the family is so ridiculous that like you know why yeah. like you cannot imagine like I'll say this because we never did it but it would have been great to in the season however it ends with just like a family portrait of, <laughs> of all of them you know that would have been funny like over like under the credits yeah just a family portrait from like you know a few years ago or something that would be funny when we have like Tink's the only one who's just like (laughs) really upset
6: or April Lou April Lou that's right that's right um well let's talk about the next scene that's uh the beginning of probably the most epic cameo appearances is the party scene yes because we have a lot of cameos in there yeah and so um yeah well let's go through all the actors who showed up
7: okay so in that scene we've got um exactly by uh Mm -hmm. Colin Ferguson from Eureka um we have De- Grant, Grant Imahara from Mythbusters. We have Bonnie Burton oh, uh, from Star Wars, Wars fame, uh, and we've got
6: Dechen. I don't uh, yeah Dechen, and we had uh, Amy Berg from Amy Eureka. Berg. and we had uh, Elijah Dushku and Rick and Fox. Her, yeah.
7: Yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh, uh, Tom Link. Tom Link was there too. Yeah, so that was our big celebrity pack scene. Yeah. So uh, it actually was one of the easier scenes to shoot. It was just one of those things where like. Getting all those people together, like I, I don't know what their relationships are, but like everyone was very chatty that day, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like, yeah, um, but everyone's very respectful and you know, and and. Do you find match. it
6: intimidating? Directing? No, not I mean, at all. Some of those
7: are um, they're
6: actors. Not at all.
7: Uh, two years ago, even a year ago, yes, one hundred percent. I would have probably thrown up. Um, uh, but no, not not at all. In fact, I, at one point, I actually like. I, I it was Zach Levi talking to. And mind you, I hadn't met him. Like I've worked with him since with, with Team yeah. Unicorn, yeah. Um, but that was the first time I'd ever met him. And so I chatted with him a little bit before. And and you know, I kind of want to leave everyone. alive. I don't want to like go up to people because like it's all cameo stuff. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna go up to and be like, hey, so in this scene, like you know, your character needs. To do- I'm not gonna <laughs> do that. Like so, basically with Zach, I remember at one point, um, I'm trying to give everyone direction at once. So it's the entire room. So if you've seen that room, it's a lot of people. So I'm telling the extras, I'm telling everybody. Yeah. And I remember Zach and Elijah were in a conversation. And they wouldn't stop talking. So at one point, I'm like, okay, everyone, so what's going to happen here is Vince is going to walk through. Zach, 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 <laughs> Zach, 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 Zach. Zach, Zach and, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, like, like I would have never done that before. But it was one of those things where, I, I don't know, I mean, it was, everyone was super cool. Everyone yeah. was very nice. It wasn't like, it, it wasn't intimidating. It was one of those things where just like, I knew I had to go in and just like, uh, control know, and just to do job. it. Yeah, and it was, yeah. it was a lot of fun. Everyone was... Very respectful and fun, and and everyone added. You know, obviously, a lot of the cameo stuff. You know, there was like a a, a line that Felicia gave, but they all made it their own and, yeah. and did their own stuff with with the montage. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah.
6: Because I'm an extra in that scene. Yes, you are. Mini-scene. Yeah. I'm in various locations.
7: In fact, you had noticed a little uh, blooper there. Well, it actually wasn't uh,
6: a blooper, but I noticed that, yeah, my friend Chris, who's an extra also, is sitting next to Blades on the couch, but also, when you do the the reverse shot of Madeline, he is, I guess, the butt right behind her, standing there, because I'm right next to him. That's really funny. Yeah. yeah so it happened, and you won't know that, it's just a pair of Levi's. Well, everyone's going to know it now. Well, yeah, but... If just I just know because I was there physically with them seasons now fail so I think it's funny that, that you know we were short we only have what three extras four extras yeah we had almost as many celebrities as extras I yeah I mean it was mostly crew no everyone was extras.
8: great I
7: mean like you know we wanted to like you know it was a, definitely a favor from them so we just like literally it was like an assembly line and you'll notice yeah. that in, in the montage it's like there's not a lot of variety in there we just literally just shot them as fast as we could to get them out you
6: yeah. Know? yeah yeah it was a fun that was a fun day um all right, let's move on to, uh, oh, well, Clara putting Zabu to sleep.
7: And, yeah, it's uh, funny because that's the one scene that Felicia was not there for. Uh, she had to fly to uh, Vancouver. To do Eureka. To do Eureka, day, and that was the last day of a cycle. So, like, when we shoot the show, we'll shoot, like, four or five days straight, take two or three days off, and then start shooting it again. Yeah. So um, she had to leave and she was gonna come back like three days later but she left in the middle of the day so she never even saw that scene um yeah I don't know just a fairly, fairly funny scene and you know Robin is just so good at, at Clara you know yeah. I, I know in previous seasons like you know when when she sings um when she yeah, sang the uh, festival of the sea like yeah. I really had to get her to
6: yeah I remember you really having to because I'm like, it, you
7: right. just have to do it, you know, and it's like one of those things where I'm like, if, if you pull back, it's going to show, so you might as well go for it, and if it's, you know, if you personally think it's awful, then that's all the, the better, but yeah. just just own it, you know, yourself, because it's not you, it's, it's it's Clara, and so now she just like, I, I think she just knew it going, it's one of those things where she's like, ah, here we go, you know, but then <laughs> when it's time to roll, like, I don't know, it, it, it's a nice little scene It b- can It's cute. B- b- now did you them?
6: always intend the shirt to go on and off, like instantly? That was in
7: the script. Okay. That was actually written, it was like in... in I want to say it was like in typical uh, Clara mom. The thing about Clara is as much flack as she gets about, you know, being a terrible mom and this and that. Like we get to see two good examples of her like taking control. One of is of her with uh, don't make me bring up my mom voice. Fends off the Master Chiefs who are beating up Kevin Sorbo and they back off to Clara. And then her going, you know, being able to put a baby to sleep in this case, being Zabu, and then changing someone into in Zagan. So it's like, it, I actually do like the fact that we do get to see Clara actually be a mom. mom. You know, Not she's, her kids, but... Not her own kids, but she ha- she does have that, that skill set. <laughs> yes,
6: yes, yeah, which is great. And, um, well, let's go ahead and talk about... This is one of my fun, favorite scenes, especially because it's not in the assembly edit that I saw, but we just watched this previously to recording this, and it's the Vork uh, arguing with Madeline. Yeah, Felicia actually... Um, put out, she
7: emailed Jeff, and we were doing, I it was something the three of us were talking on something, and she just said, like, uh, I mean, she, she may say, I don't know, maybe I'm speaking for her, but I, I think it's her favorite scene of the entire, I mean, it is incredible, it's it's ridiculous, like, yeah. just to watch them together, it's, just, it's so funny, and it's, you know, I mean, Jeff. You know, just... I mean,
6: everyone owns owns their characters, yeah. but... You but know, Jeff is so... Good. I mean, just his facial expressions. Exactly. And,
7: and Jeff's just, like, over the years, just gotten, like, so, like, he... You know, like, he's on set. He's given those monologues yeah. like, on set, whereas before, sometimes we have to, like, kind of edit... Bits and pieces. Bits and mm-hmm. pieces together. But no, like, the last couple seasons, like, he's ready to go and he knows it. Yeah. So, like, we're not even cutting around him. Like, he's yeah. just delivering and just...
6: Um, yeah. Well, yeah. I like his little tantrum at the end.
7: It's so funny.
6: That is, because that's not in the assembly yet. He's a grown I man. I almost died. And I hope you keep it in the length that you have it currently. It'll, it'll stay. Because it is, it is... What, I will fight for that. It I, I can't,
7: the
3: well, well
6: funny, funny is,
7: that's the latest cut that we've all seen, and, and for Felicia to, like, made it reach out those, and say, yeah. uh, like, Jeff, I need, like, she even said, like, like Jeff, have Sean show you your, your scene. It, it's one of the best scenes that <laughs> I think has ever been in the show. Yeah. Um,
6: it's really yeah. Great. No, they're all they're all great. Cool, and then the uh, the final scene, we have Haley back, or Rachel, I guess, and she brings her friends and talks to Blades, and Blades slams the door. That's a horrible. I mean, it's a horrible scene, just for what Blades does. Yeah, to to poor Haley.
7: Yeah, it's uh, it's it's I don't even know what to say, but it, it's funny, but. Vince, I mean, like I said, like name any any of the main cast, and I'll, I'll tell you how good of a job that they did. But once again, it's just, and this is not me kissing any ass. I have no, yeah,
6: reason no reason to do it. this.
7: <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, Blades had a had a very big role this season, yeah. and just I could tell Vince was having a lot of fun with it, and you know, he says, you know, I love a lot of the outs that we've got, like as far as like Four Questions it, of all face, big roles the Blade well. Spit Take, really? but then once again, the drama thing, yeah. like. You know, I didn't tell him to say drama like you know it's like i didn't i mean it may have not even been in the script, maybe I don't know, but like he's just he's was really good as blades like and if you're talking about intimidation, like he had no problem going up to any of the celebrities and acting the way he did, and that was one of those things where it was like, let's just have you just go up and let's see what happens yeah and, and literally like <coughs> the montage is scripted at least on his end. And the celebrities add something, but that whole part where he kind of walks through, like it is based off the script, but it's just, it's just Vince. Just you know, he knows that he had to, to deliver and not be intimidated. Yeah. And he looks so comfortable there with everybody. Yeah. You know, in the, in the worst way, he's being an <laughs> ass. But. But no, and then so the, the, the same thing with with Rachel too, and it's, uh. And yeah, that that last little scene, um, as as we're talking, the uh, door closed. Uh, that you just saw isn't as long as I'd hope it to be. So I'm hoping the phone cause that that door closes like three times. It's like Floyd's uh, sip of uh,
6: oh his yeah. yeah
7: his shot of whiskey. See if go slower. Oh yeah, I want that thing yeah. to just drag because <laughs> he does some really funny stuff and it's funny to see. So I yeah. well, we'll see what we can do. I don't think it'll be as long as as the Floyd shot, but yeah, uh, that was one of those things where like literally my note was like make this three times longer. <laughs>
6: nice. Um, I guess that's it for this episode. Cool, thanks Kenny. Thank you. Hey Gildies, I'm here with I oh it's with Clara. Oh, I guess I do it. that every time. I know. Nice, God, nice. with you. You make that's, me nervous. Well oh Between no, the last no. name and your character <laughs> name and Man, okay. Hi. Hey Gildies, I'm here with Robin Hello. and we're gonna be discussing episode eight. Okay. This is when uh Zabu is beating up Kevin Sorbo.
5: Oh, okay. You
6: come to his rescue,
5: right? That was um, actually a lot of fun to do. Um, uh, I just basically had to run into the kitchen with like a whole bunch of food, and then I broke it up. And I think that's it. That's a good setup for what is to come. The relationship between Claire and Naboo. Yeah. Towards the end of the
6: yeah, during because we just talk about that episode also. Yeah. Let's let's talk about Kevin really quick. Did you meet him? Was he nice? Yeah.
5: Oh, he's he's really i mean the dude's hercules yeah you gotta you gotta love him he was a lot of fun he was uh, a lot of fun to work with i mean it was just that short scene yeah yeah um he was uh in it to win it you know well he wanted to make it funny yeah
6: yeah i think it's really awesome which is always nice yeah yeah definitely cool so let's go ahead and talk about that scene later on with clara taking care of Zabu and putting him to bed
5: oh my gosh that was hilarious well first of all that was like the last shot um of the day, and we kind of had to be out of the hotel, you know, by a certain time, so um, everyone was kind of rushing, but working with Sandeep is just a delight, because the dude is hilarious, and just really, really funny, and he knows how to make things, how to make uh, the dialogue hilarious yeah you know so it's it's always fun to riff off of him and
6: yeah now i'm trying to think is this the first time you've had a one-on-one with him
5: uh yeah
6: yeah because i don't think they've ever no no yeah so that was i I was really excited
5: um to to just get to do that like you said the one-on-one thing with him um and plus i had to sing which i'm not like (laughs) i don't i hate singing unless it's karaoke and I'm a little intoxicated. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, I know you love karaoke. Yeah, I love karaoke, but um so I was like a little nervous about that and you know he was amazing because he was just like it, I think he said, you know, just like make it even if it's bad, it's yeah. gonna be funny anyway. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. he kinda saved the day for yeah. me on that one. Nice. That was that was a lot of fun though.
6: Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Hey guys, I'm here with Amy and we're gonna be discussing episode eight. So, this says Tink works things out with her family.
2: Oh, got it. Um, It works things out with her family. Was that yeah, like Codex? And then,
6: yeah, and then it says Tink's family is totally cool. Uh, so this okay. is where you confess.
2: Yes. Um, That was a pretty funny scene. I think it was one of the first things I actually got to interact with my... Uh, Parents uh-huh. <laughs> and um, those two actors were so great, yeah. so funny, and I didn't really, I really didn't have to do that much work just because they were stealing the show, man. Yeah. Like they were improving, they were making people laugh. Yeah. They were, they were just so great. And um, yeah, I think
6: Teen's Family really stands out.
2: They really stand out. Yeah. I mean, the guest stars in this episode just kind of blow every yeah. everything out of the water. I yeah. think Steampunk was just wow yeah. <laughs> um performance wise and i think my parents really stand out also um and this was the one where the twins didn't show up right on shoot day this is it this is the the, the twin wonderful. drama yeah. um
6: but but it was a, a blessing in disguise It was a blessing. Leslie.
2: i can't yeah she was Either. so cute she was so great um th- i think this was like her first acting experience at all ever yeah and I think she she really took yeah. it home too. So it was a really really cool I think cool experience for her yeah. to just be like, oh I'm a stand in until the twins come and then oh wait I am the I twin. I am the twin. And, yeah, and she's the twins. Yeah, twins. So yes. Yeah, she just one. she, she just gets to play. Pool. Yes. And I think that was really fun. Um, yeah. And, that you know, was... and you know
6: Leslie loves Tink. That's her favorite character.
2: Is it really? She yeah, never told me she, that. She
6: adores Tink, and she was so no excited way. that she's actually playing her sister now. That sisters. is so
2: funny. I had no yeah. idea. Yeah. That is crazy. That is so cool, yeah. yeah. Although it was such a neat
6: twist. When I, t- when I interviewed her, she told me, and I'm like, what are the odds that you come in as an extra, as a stand-in... And then all of a sudden you're playing the twin sisters of your favorite character on the series.
2: Oh, that makes me feel That's so good. Cool. Yeah. I yeah. wish she would have told me that, that but thank cool. you for telling me. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I think she did an amazing job. She just looks the part too. Yeah. She's perfect for the part. Yeah. I think she did a great job. She just had that spunky yeah. personality that was so different from Tink. Yeah. And it created a really great contrast that I think um Felicia intended yeah. for it to be anyway. Yeah. So I think I think it worked out really well. I think it
6: turned out, yeah, it turned out so good. And uh, what do you think of uh, Amy or Tink actually being adopted?
2: It was weird, because, like, when I saw them, and I think Robin was like, those are your parents, I think. And, like, even though, obviously, they're not my real parents, like, knowing that they're playing my parents, it was still weird, like, they're white. That's weird. (laughs) But... um, They cast that perfectly. They did. It was... Those parents are, like, perfect, and... I think, I think Tink de- being adopted, like, fits her so well. <laughs> it's it's so just, nice. like, everything that she wrote about Tink's background that I never knew about, like, it just, it's perfect. It makes sense. It's It makes so much sense.
6: Yeah. Hey, guys, I'm here with Greg Aronowitz once again, and we're here discussing episode eight. Let's go ahead and talk about Kevin Sorba. Cool. And Zabu having his... Hercules. Recipes. Hercules, yeah. Hercules. Um, I wasn't there for that, so... How'd that,
9: uh, Yeah, that was early in the morning. Um, it was in the... It wasn't actually in the kitchen. It was kind of like in the kitchen supply of... We're back in Valencia. Yeah, my favorite place. And, and it's that hotel. And, um, that scene, that location was specifically picked because of the the doors. It had, like, the restaurant, the swinging doors with the, the you know, portholes in it. Um... Cause Sean wanted Clara to be able to like walk by and look in. And it was one of those things where there was tons of stuff around and it kind of looked like it was dressed. But then once the camera angle started being picked and we needed to move stuff to fit the lights. And then we realized that, um, there was so much stuff in there that we didn't have clearance for like different, you know, brands and everything. So it was like in this quick panic, we had to swap out, almost all of the you know all the boxes to put in yeah. our boxes and, and um, you know get rid of all the different soups and put in our Kellogg's product and stuff because we had clearance for Kellogg's and so it started out like oh this is super easy and yeah. then it was like ah and then we had to like you know <laughs> and um, it was a great scene to watch though Kevin Sorbo was like such a sport and he's like such a physical actor so the whole thing about him getting beat up like he really added this extra element because he you know helped the the uh, master chiefs in terms of like you know how much they could get away with in terms of like really hitting him and really you know so that, that was pretty cool and then of course you know one of my favorite things to do on the shoot was i was in charge of all of clara's snacks and it was just this thing that, you know, Sean – there was a few things that were reoccurring jokes that Sean just thought were the funniest. And one was garbage cans. Like every garbage can in the convention center was just packed because – was yeah, your idea? As, well, it was it was something that came out of conversation between Sean and I okay. where, you know, we were talking about like what conventions mean to us. And yeah, I had said like, oh my god, the garbage cans are yeah. always full. And he's like, we ha- you have to do that, everyone. And he, but he was because there would be scenes where I wasn't planning on it, and he'd be like, you know what this means? You know what this needs? <laughs> he was so into the garbage can. Yeah. And um, but it's true. You go to the big conventions, and it's like you know you put one hundred fifty thousand people in a room. They just fill up so fast and yeah. they can't keep them... Yeah, you know, I mean, they clean
6: them, but they fill up so... But they just
9: fill up instantly, yeah. you know? So it's just kind of funny. And the other thing was, you know, Clara is raiding this minibar and the joke is kind of like they charge you ten times more. Mm-hmm. Like, if you... A candy bar that's a dollar in the store is ten dollars in the minibar. So it's bad enough that she's eating it, but the ongoing joke is her blatant disregard for the value of it. She takes it by the armful and, you know, if the slightest thing catches her attention, she just dumps it. And, she, and this just <laughs> happens all the time. But it was my job to um, keep her constantly, you know, like every take, I'd have yeah. to fill her arms. And then she would just, you know, drop it all. And then I'd have to collect up. it all. And every time she dropped it, um, you know, packages would break open or things would get smashed. And I'd have to replace them. So we went through a ton Of, like, hostess (laughs) cupcakes and and snowballs. I love those snowballs. I love snowballs. And every time a package got damaged, I was like, "Mm." (laughs) (laughs) I I, I will tell you, I ate a bunch of them. Yeah, only because we kept featuring those and we only got so many like one box. So if you imagine that every scene they're in is like three to five takes. And I have to replace every other one. Yeah. Like, the dozen in the box didn't really. Didn't laugh, so yeah. yeah, so I had to go and buy more, and then, you know, so we didn't really give those out. But, yeah, we had tons of uh, donuts and cupcakes and stuff. So we. Nice. But, um. yeah, just trying to redress that and reset that every time.
6: Cool. Uh, another really big scene, at least for me, because I was an extra in it, was. Uh, the hotel suite with the celebrity uh, party.
9: Yes, the nerdgasm.
6: Yes. Now, how much <laughs> of that was dressed by you or was just rearranging what was already there?
9: Well, there we were back in Pasadena, yeah. and that was their um, their ambassador suite, and it had just been remodeled. So it was actually... There was very little. The whole point of that story-wise is that you know blades finally gets into the big time and thinks he's going to be in this amazing party and it's just a bunch of celebrities being as normal and boring as possible like they weren't even normal they were (laughs) just lame you know it was like they're talking about cleaning pools and you know what i mean and um and talking
6: about their everyday lives
9: yeah But even in push to the way that even normal people wouldn't be so mundane, you know. And we wanted to like push that visually too by having it be pretty, you know, pretty barren. So we actually kind of stripped some stuff out of the hotel Uh and, um, you know, another crazy food thing. Like it's always with the crazy – we didn't go disgusting but we just went like as minimal as possible. It was basically just – Crackers and just simple cheese, like that's all there was. And then, and we actually had other stuff um, to put in there, but Sean was just like, no, 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 like make it as bare bones, like almost like they forgot there was gonna be a party. Yeah. And I was gonna, I was thinking of at one point doing like when you go to a convention and you're a guest. They usually do like a gift basket in your room and I was going to like just have the gift just for color and we really just decided like let's make it as boring. Like they couldn't find something interesting if they wanted to, you know, and uh, it was a little bit of a challenge because of the shape of the room and then we shot in that hallway. So there was like the – Bedroom because it was an ambassador suite, so it was a yeah, it was a really room. big, yeah. nice hotel room. Yeah. But the one room was kind of like the green room slash makeup, makeup, and, makeup and everything. And then we had the main room, which was where the party was, and we shot in the hallway. But it just became really tight, like you couldn't. When we were shooting in the hall, you were trapped. Yes, in one in one country. side or the other. You could and you couldn't go. We had other rooms. For production, but you couldn't get to those because we were shooting in the door. Yes. And so that was kind of like a weird situation. Yeah. But but in terms of uh, of you know just being a fanboy, it was like amazing. You know, Eliza was there and, and Rick Fox was there, and then you know Dechen, who is just you know, yes, we amazing. <laughs> like it was just so <laughs> cool to, to hang out with her. And then um, Bonnie Burton. um I've been a huge fan of hers forever, and we've, like, exchanged things. Like, she's, you know, reposted a bunch of my art and mm-hmm. stuff, but I never I've, – I've gone to San Francisco a bunch of times, and, and we always talk about, like, you know, through Twitter, yeah. trying to, like, you know, meet, meet up, and it. it never happens. And, and at conventions, you know, I'm always like, oh, I'm here, and yeah, she's yeah. like, oh, I'm going to be at this booth, and we never – so it was cool so to actually. I've never met her, so never met her in person, and yeah, and it was cool to be able to, um, you know, actually get him. I was super busy, so I didn't get to spend lots of time yeah. with anybody, but to be able to like actually just talk for a couple right. minutes, and yeah. then, you know, she wore the uh, the ears yes. that I made. So that was just Those kind of ears. really cool. It was like,
6: and she liked them.
9: Yeah, mean. and she liked them, and you know, and so. Yeah.
6: That was
9: cool Yeah and then uh, Zachary Levi was there Yeah Zachary was like Colin Totally was awesome was there Grant mm-hmm. was
6: there From Mythbusters
9: um, Yeah Grant and I Talked a bunch about R2-D2s Building nice. R2-D2s and <laughs> Nice It's a
6: better conversation Than what we had with him so That was an extra there And he was talking
9: about Bull penises Uh huh <laughs> yeah.
6: So that was our conversation
9: I don't know I, I could I could probably you know, <laughs> Talk about that too I You know But
6: Yeah But uh
9: yeah, but then it was kind of like this weird thing because I meet all these really cool people and some of them for the first time and then they're just like, oh, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm the production designer. And they just look around at this empty hotel room and I'm like, no, no, no really. It's uh, you know, it, it's a, uh, a job that requires a lot of, I don't know, I can't tell you. <laughs> it's like, trust me, watch the show. Yes,
6: yeah, you'll be impressed when you watch the show. <laughs> Clara and,
9: and Zabu back in the room. And she's changing them. Yeah, so that was back. That was a pickup day, actually. I think that was outside the schedule. Yeah, I, there was nothing really art wise on that. It was just that was that was really funny, and and the the party scene too was when you watch Felicia's personal video of us in the yes, bathroom. That's make that, sense. that's in that. That's point. during that time. So, no matter where we went, it didn't matter how you know. Palacious the the room was We ended up are in, in the, the bathroom the <laughs> village
6: I don't know why Small rooms are self-contained And everyone's always in those Yeah and So those always End up being um, Alright Let's uh, The last uh, then We have a scene With uh, Tinker and her mother mm-hmm. And her family which,
9: Yeah that was just More crazy food
6: Yeah So there wasn't really Much art in that
9: room Yeah there was just Yeah Trying to make Disgusting You know, Salisbury, sushi. I don't know. Yeah. It could be a whole coffee table book on the disgusting (laughs) prop foods I've made for Sean Becker. Nice.
6: Sorry, you guys have that thing about disgusting
9: foods. Um, Because Tink's still in the Godzilla costume, and she storms off at the end of it. And Felicia was sitting there, and she's like, oh, too bad, we couldn't, like, do some kind of, like, animated, you know, little people running or, like, a village or something. And I was just like, oh, my God, I totally have an idea. Um, I said, what if I make a little miniature of, like, a city, of, like, some buildings and stuff, and we put an extra that... Because this is something, like, I would do at a convention. Like, you buy a kit or you yeah. slowly, totally, totally sit down for lunch and you start putting stuff together and I was like you know it's totally justified in this fantasy world I'm like what if someone is like making this little city and they have buildings on the ground and Tink as Godzilla as she stomps storms out it. stomps them and Sean was like uh you can make a city in like like you know we really have to shoot this out and and but we were like one one set up away from lunch yeah. and I was like yeah if I could just have lunch I'll make something and then we'll shoot it after lunch. And so, you know, we did the coverage we were doing and then they called lunch and I just took a bunch of the, um, like soda cases and the, you know, just snack boxes and stuff and, uh, spray glued paper on them and then just used my like art tape and tried to make like, I made a little pagoda and, uh, and just some buildings Um, just out of scrap stuff and actually at one point Kim came over and jumped in and like helped me cut out some cardboard and and lunch you know on a movie is just really short it's like half hour 45 minutes till you're back and so I didn't get as many buildings as I wanted done but I got enough and so we continued shooting um, the scene and we put a, a person in the background there's this girl who's dressed as a Jedi, and she's just pretending like she's making these things. And then, as Tink walked off, she just stomps That's on the building. Great. And so it was a total improv thing, just That's inspired awesome. by you know Felicia making off the cuff uh, joke, and uh, <laughs> you know I'm not sure how much of it. Is, yeah Is seen But it's you know It's just one of those things We <laughs> threw little together little But it was just so tink yeah. You know Like she would just Stomp on somebody's yeah, Artwork You know care. So That's funny Alright I'm here At the Vents Casa
6: We're gonna be discussing Episode 8 This was actually A real big uh, just huge opportunity for us uh, Including myself Just being part of the, you know, the crew Meeting all these cool celebrities And you got to actually Intermingle with them How was that?
4: Yeah, this is just another example In season five Of the deal just stepping Way out of its Out of its normal bounds yeah. And going above and beyond What we've done before We had a lot of amazing people on set I mean, you see them in the episodes so I don't I shouldn't have to name them all yeah. But it just It was so fun We had Eliza And Red Fox And we had uh Just all these people, yeah. oh, and and I was especially um, excited. Um, Zachary Levi yeah. and uh, uh, Colin, Colin Ferguson. Ferguson from Eureka. Yeah,
6: yeah, Bonnie Burton, who's the Star Wars. Yeah,
4: and I, Star Wars, I got to see her book as well. Yeah, it's really cool. That was pretty fun. Yeah. And um, what was fun is that this was like, I think I got like a little bit of personal. <laughs> Pride thing here because it was like this is this is for my scene. Yeah, like this whole all the celebs are part of Blade's story yeah. arc.
6: Yeah, you're the reason why we got all these.
4: People. Yeah, and I had a lot of fun just, just being able to ad-lib and play off of them because you'll see like the whole scene is constructed like a series of vignettes it's like all these little clips of me with each celeb becoming more and more disillusioned and all of them are just cranking out this improv and running back and forth and ad-libbing then you have the big group scene where i'm trying to work my way through them and sean basically said just go through make it up say whatever you want and just have fun with it and we all had just such a good time that yeah, day
6: that was, well yeah cause it's funny because the most of are ignoring you yeah,
4: yeah. and it's just it was, blades the big scene was ignored blades just being pathetic like <laughs> usual
6: that was great let's talk about specific scenes let's go ahead and talk about you um interrupting madeline
4: and vork on the
6: couch when you plop down and you're so disgruntled now
4: yeah this is you know post my disillusionment and i'm all upset and and Vork gets to have his big scene with Madeline yeah. where it's everything's going great and then eventually he just blows it's up great, uh, and it's this, this whole catastrophe.
6: But I like it because you're like, I'm out of here.
4: And, yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, whatever, I'm getting <laughs> yeah. out of here. I have one line in that shot. I'm out. And I walk off.
6: Well, it's, a great, it's a great line. Yeah. Um, and then the, the other scene that was crucial for this one was you blowing off Rachel and her friends.
4: That was another scene that we just we got to have a lot of fun with when Sean and Ma and myself and Felicia just sort of um, got together and said, okay, well, let's do this and let's do that and let's do this and we just got to mix in a lot of funny little touches uh, to the to the scene, like the door closing without me even moving and sort of slowly sliding shut. We thought that was pretty fun and he wanted to throw something in. We, we never got this, but he, he, had a, he had a ridiculous idea, Sean did, that um, when I'm turned and talking to the, the people as Madeline comes by and I turn around to the door, that at the end of the scene to turn back and it's just been a wall the whole time. <laughs> so I'm like, wow, that's... That'd be really... That's, that's over-the-top <laughs> pathetic. Blades <Yeah, yeah. laughs> <laughs> talking to a curtain. Okay.
6: It would have been funny if you guys would have shot
4: it. Yeah, we, we, an we, option. it would have been great. Yeah, but
6: uh, great. All right, cool. Uh, thanks for chatting with me. Faux cheesy. Hey guys, I have a very special guest with me today. I have a Zachary Levi from Chuck. Uh, as you saw in this episode, he is one of the extras. Well, I don't know he's an extra, he's a featured celebrity. Uh, <laughs> welcome up, w- right? welcome
10: to the podcast. Thank you very much. It's nice to be here. Can you? Uh, are you a fan of the Guild? Uh, as a matter of fact, I am. I've known Felicia for a little while. Um, we did a convention together um, back in Birmingham. Um, and it was when I first found, even found out about the Guild, and she was kind of telling me about... What she was doing with it, and um, I mean, the biggest thing for me—like, I, I don't watch much television at all. I, I haven't seen that many uh, episodes of, of even The Guild. But to me, I, what I feel like Felicia's done is blazed an incredible trail for everyone, as far as new media and uh, and content is concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that I'm incredibly passionate about, and I want to definitely throw my hat in the ring and start doing it myself. Um, and I love that she's, you know, gotten to do that with Xbox live. I think it's a perfect, uh, I mean, you know, there's 40 million people out there just dying for content. And yeah. if you can make content that really caters to them and that demographic, um, it's just, um, it's, it's a really amazing thing that she's accomplished. That this whole group has accomplished. So, yeah. yeah.
6: Great. And now, uh, how did you get involved with today's shoot?
10: Uh, Felicia just emailed me and said, "Hey, you want to come have some fun?" I said, "Sure, why not?"
6: <laughs> nice, no second thoughts. So it was just instantly, you're gonna do it.
10: Well, you know, look, I, it, Hollywood's a really interesting place. Uh, it's a really amazing place, um, but very interesting, and there are a lo- there are a lot of very interesting people. Um, So along the way, when you meet really cool, grounded, like-minded people, uh, and I consider Felicia to be one of uh, 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 someone like that for me, who is a nerd, self-proclaimed, and um, and very kind of into you know where the future of entertainment is going and blazing a trail for yourself, like I was saying before and. Um, and just kind of combining technology and entertainment in that regard, you know this isn 't something that you watch over the airwaves and and maybe by by the way that 's because of default because she you know she in fact i 've talked to her about it, she was like, yeah, I would have loved to have done it on n b c or c b s or whatever but nobody bought or or yeah. n- nobody was biting so i I said, you know what i 'm just going to go make this myself and yeah. and we 'll see what happens and uh so to see the fan response to see it's a very symbiotic relationship and i think i think every show should be that way we've experienced that on chuck um in you know obviously the network world um but i to to me this is even more intimate this is even more um symbiotic where it's literally you know we they make a show and the fan pays for it and they make a show and the fan pays for it and um I think every show should be that way. I wish Chuck was like that. It would if if that was the case, we wouldn't be having to be saved every year because yeah, totally. the the network would be making plenty of money on the show, you know, but because of the because of the formula that network television works on right now uh, with advertising Fair money it, it, some might call it that, yeah, you know, I mean uh and, and look and i I might even call it that myself sometimes it is it is what it is, and um you know i i'm I, I certainly don't want to slam my employers, but yes. uh it, you know they've they've kept me employed for for four uh wonderful seasons now and and maybe a fifth we'll find out in, in literally a week a week from today we'll we'll have news if we're you know flying to New York or not, but um it is a de- it is definitely a process that I think is uh changing. Um, even more rapidly now. And, uh, you know, as Hulu and Netflix and all these other options kind of come up where you're just streaming online anyway, um, I think everything's going to go to some either subscription uh, or pay-as-you-go like the like the guild yeah. and which i'm by the way i'm a fan of pay-as-you-go i i it's, it's like why not it's all a card it's like you know what yeah. i want that show i don't want that show i want that show you know um and it it puts the power in the people's hands yes. and and i think that's what it should be all about you are the reason why the fan uh, the viewer is the only reason why we have a job to begin with so why not allow them to say you know what i want this show to stay on the air so i'm gonna buy that show yeah and I don't really care about that show so I'm not going to buy that show you know yeah. that would be far more indicative of I, I think a successful show uh, or not but you know we'll, we'll get there I think the next five years are going to be incredibly telling yeah
6: awesome uh, what future stuff do you have that you want to share with fans this will be coming out after the episode, so it'll probably be like
10: August. Sometime. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, um, any, so, <laughs> <part? Did> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, well, the nerd, out? uh, the nerd machine is a site that I started, um, about, gosh, eight months ago now or something. Uh, we launched it right around last year's Comic Con, um, uh, 2000, Comic Con 2010, and, um, and just launched with our one t shirt and, uh, an idea and a vision, and, you know, um, at this point we 've got I think about fifteen thousand members and um, and you know a bunch of shirts and apparel and but the vision for the site overall is to is to do you know ultimately even you know what Felicia's doing now is I want to make my own content, but I want to make you know I want to make real real content i don't, yeah. i don't, I don't want to just make you know kind of fun entertaining webisodes although i'll do that for promotional purposes or fun purposes or just kind of you know getting out there yeah. but i, I really want to you know change commerce i want to change the way that um in inter- that technology and entertainment meet and uh so that's the overall vision of the nerd machine but right now it's you know it's a great place for people to kind of get together and and okay and, and get nerdy about things Great.
6: well i really appreciate you stopping by and chatting with us thank you very much okay. i appreciate it yeah Hey guys, I'm here with Sandeep, and we're here discussing episode eight. Let's first start off with you and another celebrity. It's like you—you've been teaming up with tons of celebrities
3: here. We have Kevin Sorbo. Uh, Kevin, dude, that was so cool, man. Kevin was a—you know—all these guys. If anybody's gonna come and do a web series after being a celebrity, yeah, and not get paid very much, you—they're already gonna probably be cool dudes, yeah, yeah, yeah. or ladies. Yeah. I mean, because. Yeah, they're just—they're not getting paid much. They're—they're they they're not fun. getting their trailers. Yeah. They're not like none of the n- none of the am- amenities you know? that they. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not really promoting anything. Yeah, um, they're just there just because they want to have fun and you know they yeah. they li- they like the concept or whatever. Um, so Kevin was like you know not just another one of those guys. that was like yeah I'm here to, I'm you know I'm gonna get my ass kicked by some <laughs> master chiefs and be bossed around by this little Indian dude sucking down a pixie pix- pixi- <laughs> stick. Uh, so it was cool. It was like. Um, it was pretty neat because he was because he was getting his ass kicked, uh, and he know you know he's done Hercules for yeah. like whatever <laughs> ten years, and so you know, and then crawl and all these things where he's done a lot of stunt work. So he was like he'd already know, he he knew how to deal d- deal with stunt work, and the Master Chief uh, uh, guys yeah. didn't really quite know. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the, you know, he was like schooling them, like, "All right, hit me here, so that you know your, your punch goes between my face and the camera." And da-da-da. and and then you just see like Kevin Sorbo start, like taking the hits, and he's really like those guys are like maybe barely moving, but yeah. it's all based on like Kevin's reactions yeah. to the hits, yeah, uh, which he's so good at. And I immediately like flash back to you know like eleven year old Sandeep watching Hercules. Hercules, yeah, and it was just like because <laughs> he, he was taking it exactly the same way, you know, And that really kind of like Sam Raimi, you know. Half camp, half adventure, half adventure style. Like I just, it just like sucks me back in time. That's awesome. Um, And yeah, you know he was he was again, you know, like Neil, just a really nice guy. Um,
6: Yeah, I talked to Sean. He said
3: he improvised. He improvised a ton.
6: Well, he a lot of it made it to the actual cut. Right, the cut.
3: Yeah, it was cool Um, because he did this whole bit where he wanted to just go off on like, boy, if he had. If he if he was back in his uh in his element, you yeah. know, if he w- if he was back as Hercules basically, yeah. he would he would have kicked my ass. Yeah. But because he didn't have like the leather gauntlets and the and the you know, the leather thong thing that he would wear <laughs> and yeah, he didn't have, you know, Eola's his sidekick that, you know, all because of all these reasons, like that's yeah. why he couldn't fight me, you know, which was funny. <laughs> um and he just went off, you know. And then there was a couple takes where I like like I was I would sort of agree with him <laughs> be like yeah that was cool yeah but still like angry you know still like in his face but yeah, totally agreeing it. and I think funny. I think one of those like yeah, yeah. I think yeah, Eo- something about Eola I, I think that's the one that made it yeah, yeah so it like I, he kept ca- Honestly the exchange that I believe made the cut that I saw is is still much shorter than what he actually improvised like he went on and on and on right about like yeah like he went on for 11 That's or not right. 11 seasons <laughs> and then finally it finally overtook Baywatch in 19 That's you know right. 89 as the most watched television show in the world like he just he goes up on all these stats which is hilarious I love it uh, but yeah it was a really it was a really cool scene to do um you know, anytime you get to act with someone that, like, you used to watch on TV all the time, like, it's always it's just really cool. C- yeah. yeah, just cool yeah. and exciting. And, and then you find out that that person's really nice. And uh, yeah, he was like, who's actually, Jeff and I are going to Australia this year for a convention. And but, he is like, you know, he's like, Australia, New Zealand, those are my t- towns. And so yeah. he. He was talk- like, so we kind of like talked a lot about that. and He was like, he might go to that convention, and you know, cool. He's like, when we go, we got to go out, man. And I'm like, yeah, I will definitely go drinking with Kevin. With Sorob- Kevin yeah, yeah, that will yeah. happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if that's at all possible, I will. I will. We will make that happen. Nice, nice. Now there's
6: another scene, a really quick scene with you and Robin, who plays Clara, mm-hmm. and she's putting you to bed like a mommy.
3: Yeah, no, I love this scene. This I, is. I just want to
6: know how did you keep your how did you
3: keep a straight face with her singing her songs? It was uh, it was not easy. Um, I bust up laughing every time I watch that scene. Yeah, it was not easy. Uh, Robin's really... <laughs> Robin has a real fear of singing, though. Yes, I know. Uh, but Robin has actually a halfway decent voice. Yes,
6: uh, I and even when she's... She has to drink a little when she she's good
3: a, a little. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but she... Yeah, she is a, a like, actually not a bad voice. And if she just kind of, like, lets it go, she can get really good. Yeah. Um, but she's like, yeah, not not a fan of singing in public, uh, so we had to like re- we re- rehearsed it a lot and play with it a lot together mm-hmm. before we shot. So that helped in not laughing yeah. on set. Um, what didn't yeah, help was everybody was else seeing it for the first time <laughs> yeah. and, and then starting to laugh. Um, so I, I'm sure, pretty sure there's some takes where we where we where we crack. Not, I don't remember if if we cracked or not. I was sort of like at the end of the day, but yeah, was um, it always the same song? Yeah, we always did the same song.
6: Okay. Well, because she does like, two songs to
3: you. We we did two songs. We, it was always the same two songs because we wanted to like sing it together. The yeah. second one, and I, and I think that like because she's not super comfortable singing in public, she's not gonna like just re- like that's not a place she's gonna really improvise. improvise. Yeah, uh, like she really wanted to get that down. and, yeah. and so and, and the songs were so fun, like so fun. We came up with the uh, we came up with uh, some pieces of those. I don't remember if, uh, who came up with the actual songs. I think Felicia had written. I don't know, one of the songs, uh-huh. maybe I can't but the boom shakalaka, boom shakalaka boom was the part that they like, sing together. That's something that her and I just kinda came up with yeah. together. Yeah. And then uh, you know, we sort of pitched it to Sean and Sean loved it and then like Felicia loved it. Yeah. So um that was really you know, that was really fun because Robin and I really haven't had many scenes just together. In fact, I don't think we've had really many scenes just together during yeah, this season.
6: Think it's just to um TV. so
3: any t- any time we get we get to team up with you know, like I still haven't done like a scene with Amy yet. You know, yeah. I'm, l- or I'm looking forward to that. You know, I've done some ce- you know, with some scenes with Vince and, you know, usually with Jeff though. Yeah. J- Jeff, me and Vince. Um, so it's always cool when you get to go one on one with someone else and you get to really bring out, you know, oh how these two characters really interact. Yeah. Know? So like Clara being the mom and you know and, and Zabu being in the state he's in, um, that was really fun. You know, like we did good. the whole the whole shirt thing. The whole shirt thing that was another that was a Becker. Anytime there's like a visual gag yeah. where that's like that right you're like here. that's a really funny visual gag. It's usually Sean Becker bringing so that right to the here. table, yeah. um, or maybe some version of but Becker and Darnell. Darnell's also really additive as a, a director of photography, and I think he gets sort of unsung. Um, yeah. So I'm pretty sure that was a Becker one though, and uh, I'm glad it really worked out. I looked at the cut and it made me laugh. You know, yeah. it was uh, <laughs> it was you know something that you know we did in pieces. We'd sort of. We tried to do it as fast as possible, you know, while we were doing it. Yeah. It, was, it would never be as fast as you know you obviously can cut it. Yeah. Um, but there were a few times that like <laughs> like you know the sleeve went over my head or whatever, <laughs> um, and so that was. But we were kind of on a time crunch, so we w- didn't really nail that. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it was like I, I love the idea of us like lullabying. R- Womp there it is. You know, together as I like yeah. fall asleep. I mean, it was a really sweet scene, and and uh, yeah, I lo- I love, a great scene, yeah, I love I love I love Robin as a person and so whenever we get to like act together like that it's a real that's a real joy
6: awesome well thanks for joining me yeah hey guys i'm here with the one and only bonnie burton you may know her from uh, the star wars fame um she's a crafty she's on Forcecast all the time they talk about her all over the place so she <laughs> she's well known in the in the geek in the geekdom Uh, Welcome, and thank you for joining me. Thank you. It's it's an honor, for sure. And uh, so you're here on set. You're a celebrity, and you're... (laughs) <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, well, you the, you're at the yes. celebrity party. Yes, yes. Um How did you get involved with this?
8: Um, so Felicia and I have been friends for a while, and we kind of started stalking each other on Twitter and uh, in different realms, because we're always at the same conventions together. We all know a lot of the same people. I'm a huge fan of the Guild, obviously. And uh, so when she said that it was, she needed some extras, uh, I was—I I said I was going to be in L.A. for a birthday party. And I'd love to be part of it. But the odd thing was is I became an extra without realizing it first, because... Uh, I just came out with my Star Wars craft book, mm-hmm. and Felicia is a big fan of it. And so she incorporated a Star Wars craft into a guild plot, nice. and uh, had this sign made that said, uh, "I think it was called Star Wars Macrame with Bonnie Burton." Because yep, I do I saw a, l- that. I I, took a picture. Yeah, of it. yeah, I do a lot of craft tutorials at different at different Comic Cons and different cons. And so, uh, but I was home in San Francisco when this was being shot uh, here, yeah. and so I would get these tweets from people saying, "So you're here? You're doing macrame?" is convention. Long Beach Convention Center, and I was like, Wait, what? And then I thought, If I had gotten so famous at this point in the geeky circles that people are impersonating me, that's awesome. So then I got a little nervous, but then when I realized this can't be right, and it, Felicia's got to be behind it somehow, and so uh, I found out that was what's happening, and she's like, Well, if you want to be in the guild for real, just come up. And I was like, All right, so that's how it happened. Awesome, yeah. awesome.
6: And um, obviously, you are a fan of the guild you've been a fan for a long time
8: yeah since the very beginning um felicia one of my heroes in the fact that when people say no to her not only does she ignore them she proves them wrong by 100 percent or more yeah. Yeah. and uh i've just been a fan of her just her attitude and i think being a geek girl myself it's nice to have icons in geek girldom that says you know it can't just be guys we can make our As own stuff are. You know, I, I try to represent because I want other girls to know that it's cool to be a geek yeah. and they should be proud of it and they should be creating their own thing. So if there's not, like especially with actors, if there's not something out there that they can be in or they're told they can't be in, yeah. they should just make it up themselves. Yeah. And that's what Felicia did. And she made this awesome web series that's inspiring other girls to make their own web series. So she's a hero of mine for sure.
6: Awesome. And how's the experience been so far?
8: It's been really fun. I'm not an actor. I'm a writer. So it's weird to be on the other other end of the spectrum for sure uh, it is fun i've done improv before so i've kind of viewed as that luckily i don't even have a line i just have to glare <laughs> which is i glare really well i give good glare so and i'm wearing the yoda ears the the crochet macrame type yoda ears which i didn't craft i wish i did could take credit for that but i'm i'm starting to think like maybe i should start wearing that when the episode comes out i may have to make some just so people recognize me Yeah, it'd be awesome. awesome.
6: Well, I really appreciate you stopping by and chatting with
8: me. Of course, I appreciate it. Thank you.
6: Hey, guys, I'm here with Leslie Crystal. Okay, this scene is actually when uh, Tink's family finds Tink in a cafeteria and uh, ambushes her and Codex, because Codex is there also.
11: Yes, and this is actually the first scene that I did after... This is the one I was a stand-in for. Yes. And um, after pretty much planning every shot around the twins, because they weren't there, um, I had to go back and do Tara and Lara for this. And Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Well, first of all, Felicia was so nice, because I I was obviously just stepping in, and she came in put on a Lady Gaga platinum oh, blonde uh, wig to be my I twin I saw the picture She's yes. video out of it oh my god yeah. I really felt she was like carrying me through it pretty much <laughs> she was doing the actions with me and oh yeah, uh, well, yeah you're
6: both playing twins so you guys are acting
11: alike yes and it was, it was so much fun. I, w- I would just keep looking over at her, and we do a lot of like these kind of like Lindsay Lohan terror trap, like look back at the camera, like oh! yeah Yeah.
6: So you yeah. do one scene, and then you and guys then would switch, and Felicia did. would be your other character, right? And, and I you did. would be the twin.
11: Correct. Yes. Yeah.
6: It blows my mind. It's just so cool.
11: I can't wait to see it. It's gonna be so much fun. So how was that
6: first take? Like, when they said action for the first time, and you weren't the extra, you were now the, the character. You were Tara and Lara.
11: I have to tell you the truth. I didn't even, I was just still acting it out and doing it, because that's what I was doing as my stand-in. Yeah. And I still didn't have time to process that. Whoa, the cameras are rolling, and this is, this is it. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
6: yeah. Well, obviously, they liked it. I mean, because you came back again. And, I hope so. And up, so. Yeah, I hope so.
11: I least. think it's going to turn out great. It's
6: going to be a lot of fun. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I can't wait. Cool. Well, I really appreciate you uh, stopping by and chatting with me. I can't wait to see you uh, on the on the on the episodes.
11: Oh my gosh! Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. <laughs>
6: Hey guys, this is Kenny, and I have a very special guest with me today. You may not know her name, but um, you definitely know her work. She is a writer and a producer for the fantastic series Eureka, and she's actually uh, one of the celebrity extras for us today on set of Season 5. So welcome and thank you for joining me.
1: Celebrity is a very loose term to use with a writer, but I appreciate it. I appreciate the sentiment, and I appreciate being here. I love I love that Felicia has expanded the, uh, the nerddom to, uh, to writers and producers and, yeah. and everyone and not just sort of the people who are in front of the camera but yeah. people behind as well. Yeah.
6: Yeah. Well, thank you for writing Felicia a role for Eureka because I know we haven't seen it yet because it hasn't aired yet but uh, I'm, very, I'm a huge Eureka fan so I mean, I've been there since day one Jeez. and love it and I can't wait to see her addition and Will Wheaton's yep. continued addition yep. to it. So, uh, um, so how did you find the Guild? You, were you a fan since the beginning or did you kind of come into it?
1: I was a fan from the beginning, from episode one, um, and I—I'm I, one of the original fans, and I didn't um, know Felicia yet. Um, one of the reasons I, I brought her onto Eureka was because I was a, such a huge fan of the Guild, and I thought she she has a great energy that matches the tone of our show, and um, and and I mean, the Guild is just an amazing pioneering um series and um i wish it was on television and not just uh not just on my my computer but um but i'm I'm honored to be any any, a part of it at all in any capacity yeah how
6: did you get involved with being here today today?
1: um i randomly um happy birthday by the way oh thank you you. i appreciate it yeah yeah (laughs) i appreciate it um no i had a huge um sort of geek mecca party last night for my birthday and and so a lot of people were in town that are associated with the guild and friends of felicia as well and i was literally dropping off bonnie burton this morning um because she was staying with me for the weekend um and and her and grant and and felicia like refused to let me leave i think i was handcuffed to the makeup chair i don't remember a lot of it i may have been drugged um but uh I, all of a sudden I had makeup on my face and, and, and I was like pushed out in front of cameras and I had to deliver a line of some kind so. nice. um, and of course I did a rewrite because so, I, I don't know any other way I, I don't know, I, Felicia's probably mad at me but, um, but, but okay. no. Um,
6: all right, well I, I really appreciate you, the ring, she's being whisked away to the set so I really appreciate you stopping by and chatting with me, is there a website or a Twitter so someone can find you?
1: Uh, I'm Bergopolis on Twitter So it's essentially, you know, Metropolis, but with my last name.
6: (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much. Hey, guys,
6: I'm here with another new addition to the Guild family. This is Floyd Van Buskirk. He plays John. He's Tink's father. Uh, Welcome to the podcast.
12: Hi, thank you very much. It's nice to be podcasting with you.
6: (laughs) And can you just first... Tell us, how did you hear about the gill? How did you get this position? I mean, it's a key role. Tink, everyone yeah. wants to know about Tink's family. Yeah. And you're one of the key people.
12: I didn't do that. That big last time was not me. <laughs> uh, um, uh, h- yeah, how did I get... T- how did I? How did I hear about the role I, I or, or the, the guild? I heard about the guild because I was offered a role. <laughs> okay. I gotta be honest with you, I, I am not tech savvy. Mm-hmm. I do not um I okay. uh, like the I, I understand what like webisodes are, but I have I haven't followed any mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. until I was asked if I would do this role. And I said, Okay, maybe I should watch some <laughs> of it. So then I went and watched it and I This is pretty cool, this yeah. is pretty neat. And I found out after I got here it's actually kind of a big deal. Yeah. Which is very, very cool. But um, I was just, uh, a friend of mine, a very good friend of mine who I've worked with for years was offered the part of Edith, Tink's mom. Okay. And then they asked me if I would like to play uh, Lisa's husband on, on this. And I said... Sure. Why, why not? not? Yeah. Sounds like fun. Yeah. You know. So uh, there you go. So cool. here I so am. So you got
6: it through Tink Mall Mo- or the the. So you didn't know. Well, Kim and I, and or I knew, Lisa? I
12: knew, I knew Kim. Kim and I sort of like knew each other years ago. We had mutual friends in Seattle. Yeah. yeah. So we kind of o- had orbited around each okay. other in Seattle, and then after transplanting here, it's like,
6: oh, you're here. Oh, you're here. Yeah. It's like, nice, yeah. So. nice. Great. So how's the experience been overall? Because uh, you know, have you worked on other not web series, but TV theater. Yeah. yeah,
12: I've done a lot of I've done a lot of television and theater and improv yeah. and commercials and voiceover and looping and, yeah. and all manner of things in the business. This is the first time I've done a webisode. Yeah. Today. So um, uh, it was uh, it was like like doing a kind of like doing a like a TV show. Yeah. Um, but uh, but. A little, a little more compact, a little more contained, a little more gorilla yeah. in its in, in its approach, Definitely. Um, and which is fine because I like I, I like anything that's different and new yeah. is is fun to me because yeah. I'm not really sure what's going on and I'm constantly sort of like on my heels, yeah. which I like. I like that feeling of being not quite knowing yeah. what's happening. Yeah. Not um, quite comfortable,
6: it keeps you on the edge. A it kind
12: of, well, I'm actually comfortable with being not quite comfortable. <laughs> that's good. Um, so, so that kind of works for me, and it's like, okay, we're getting ready to shoot, and it's like, what are we doing? <laughs> it's like, okay, all right, good, and yeah. then we go and we do it, and it's nice too because uh, in this atmosphere, um, been, we've been encouraged to play yeah. and Definitely. to and to improvise and to and to and to flesh the characters out and to discover dis- discover things, yeah. which I really really love because I'm very much. I'm a collaborator. I like, I love the collaborative process yeah. of of theater and of of television and of filmmaking and and all that uh, storytelling. Yeah. And this is a very, very collaborative and collective kind of a feeling. It's sort of like this crazy little techno tribe that (laughs) travels around and and does these uh does does this story about these about these people that people have gotten very very attached to which is very much so yeah which is which is very very sweet to see and everyone everyone that i've come in contact here the the crew and the cast and and all the guest stars and stuff have been really really sweet and Mm -hmm. really enjoying themselves and happy to be part of it and and uh and uh, it's got a really generous feeling and uh and and a welcoming feeling.
6: Let's go ahead and talk about when um, you guys bombard Tink. Have you done that scene yet? When yeah, Tink. when she's with Codex and the whole she, family.
12: Yeah, and she comes to sort of like uh, she, Codex sort of uh, introduces yes. introduces us to sort of like see what happens. Yes, because
6: she's oh. the one that arranged all this. Yeah, yeah. That, that, so that, how that. how was that scene?
12: That was really fun. That was that was that was really fun. And then we and then we all like s- uh, sat down to like uh, to like a meal after that, mm-hmm. where we had the. Um, the the, uh, the the ramen noodles with ham is <laughs> really disgusting cuz it's just like we you know after several takes you know the the, the ranch dressing gets a little yeah. gets a little funky and, and this the aromas started emanating from that that were sounded that were a little well that actually had sounds the 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 the, the odors was actually making noise If that makes any sense, it was starting to sort of make my ears ring just opening up the Tupperware. So, and and we started to after a while we started to find things, find the moments, um, uh, and it it just got to be more more and more fun and more silly. And also, the the twins, um, Tara and Lara didn 't show up yeah. so we had this uh, this this um, uh, young lady who was supposed to be like standing in for them, yeah. and she all of a sudden got bumped up and became the twins, so then they were like doing all this like the, and it was great to watch the the camera guys going, going,Oka, oh, they, they, so yeah. they got excited they got excited it 's like okay, we get to do like camera stunts. this is going to be great it 'll be like bewitched and, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and the patty duke show, so it 's like they 're setting up these camera things and we 're trying to like relearn the, the blocking so that we don 't so that we don 't spoil the effect of, of seeing the the, the, the yeah. twins yeah. and she was bouncing forth and and um, felicia, felicia yeah was reading was reading bo- the twins as well, but going back and forth, so she was like bouncing back and forth um, between the two characters so that the uh, um, so that the Tara Lara character yeah. could uh, and I can't remember her name now is it I'm Leslie? Yeah. I'm sorry I'm really horrible with oh, names I
8: didn't um, remember her name so oh, good, <laughs> yeah. good.
12: Um, I'm surprised I can remember my own name <laughs> in the morning but it was really really great because we kept you know, like, doing the scenes to get to get the twins in yeah. and it was really really fun to watch, to watch Leslie kind of like going from like stand until like all of a sudden like saving the day and sort of like filling in and she
6: did a great job she did such a good job she's not uh, no aspirations to be an actor she was an extra she's a cosplayer yeah yeah yeah
12: and And she she came in and she did it and she like and she saved it she did a great job we were all so proud of her and it was really nice because everybody on the on the set was all really pulling for her and and just sending her lots of love and good vibes and she she did it she did it she she stepped up and she did it really good so it was a really nice feeling uh on the set. Yeah. It was, because it was like one of those things just uh-oh. It could
6: have been sentimental.
12: Yeah, it's I'm like one of those things that was won't show up. Yeah. It could have been like oh no, this is terrible, but yeah. really it was like an opportunity for for someone to have an extraordinary experience yes. and for all us to, to be able share. to share in yes. that and to be able to help her through it and yeah. it felt really really good. Nice. Nice. I hope I get to come back and do more.
6: You never know. There could be a season 6 and things nice. family will always be around. That's I, I yes, <laughs> I hope so. Well, I really appreciate you stopping by and chatting with me. It was with my me. pleasure. It was my pleasure. Hey guys, I'm here today with uh, a new addition to our Guild family. This is Lisa Fredrickson. Yeah. Got that right. And she's playing Edith. She is Tink's mother. So uh, welcome to the podcast.
13: Well, thank you very much. It's so fun to be here. And it does feel like a family. I really enjoyed that feeling and and realizing like with everybody, all the background performers and everybody are really part of a family. And it's so nice to be a part of it. Yeah. It's really neat.
6: So why don't you tell me how you... Did you hear them about, about the position? Are you friends with someone? Did they just call you up and ask you to do it?
13: Um, yeah, I'm an improv actress in Los Angeles. And um, my friend Kim Evie, who's one of the producers on the show, she called me out of the blue and she was like, we have this role and I think you'd be perfect for it. You're not exactly what they were thinking they wanted because they were thinking of like some big, large, I think she said, yeah. they were thinking of some big, large horse of a woman or something that was like, and she was like, but I think you'd be able to do it. And I think you're the one that I would love, so yeah. So I still had to come in an audition, but um, I got it, was it which was sad. awesome. Was I hope so. I don't know. We tried a few different out. kinds of characters, yeah. like at the audition, and yeah,
6: like. So what made you go with this route? This, you know, over the kind of you kind of you guys are kind of not not not. Um, well, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Um, you're not oblivious to the world to her reaction you guys just go with it it's like oh that's just Tink that's how she is yeah you still
13: love her like again it's like there's still love of course it's not it's not anything yeah
6: so so many things are aging
13: Well, and I think, yeah, I think a little bit of how both Floyd, who plays my husband, and I both are, is a little bit of ourselves. I know I'm a little bit of myself, plus a lot of my mom. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? (laughs) It just happens to work out. Because moms are just moms, no matter what, you know? I don't have kids, but if I did, I'd probably be that mom, you know? And most of the clothes I wore um, are my own clothes that they all laugh at and go, look at those mom clothes. I'm like, yeah, they're mine. Those are my clothes. Nice. Nice. And, you know, it's like... The whole um, idea of the Mega Gameramicon and Comic Con and like all that whole world of people. Um, I, for the last six years, I've been involved in a um, uh, musical uh, version of The Lord of the Rings where I'm Gimli the Dwarf. Uh-huh. And so, for the last five years, I've been playing Gimli. Yes, oh, I wanted to see that so bad. it's fun. I it's so much fun. Well, we're, yeah. we we're, might be doing it in New York in the fall in um, the spring. We were supposed to be doing it in the fall anyway. But that's where I first ran into like Comic Con type mm-hmm. family mm-hmm. feeling. You know, just like that that delightful feeling of mm-hmm. like we all come together and we're in we're for good. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not it's not like yeah. you know creepy Hollywood stuff. Yeah. It's like it's for good and for love and for brotherhood. It's, 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 yeah, so yes.
6: familiar core thing that you
13: made. Yeah, and I felt that right away when we came in and I saw Mega Gamer Ramacon and everybody was so nice. I was like, oh, this is just like one of those experiences. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah great.
6: So let's talk about uh, the scene where Codex uh, tricks Tink into meeting you guys and confessing that she is not uh, pre-med anymore.
13: Oh, right. That's our big scene yeah. where we had the whole twin action. Yeah. I know right. you've been Tap talking about that Talk so much. That, that, well, that was so exciting. Because, of course, when you're sitting at a table, and we sat at a table and we shot that from a million different directions. So we got to our stand-ins were our best friends because we were waiting for the real twins to show up, mm-hmm. as I'm sure you've heard in a million different versions. <laughs> so we're making friends with our stand-ins and of course we're all making jokes like now watch you're gonna be and then out of the blue it was like oh my god you've been called up to the big leagues you know and so uh, and she's done such a great job and that's when I totally fell in love with Felicia because Felicia was man so on top of that and helping Leslie out and just like right there for and Leslie did such a great job and it was so fun and exciting that whole part Um, and uh, let's see I'm trying to think of what else that was a long day what else happened in that day That's uh, when—oh, and then there was a time when later on in the day when we were shooting that scene um, where—because Amy had to go, who plays Tink, Mm -hmm. she had to go and do her final at college so that she could graduate. So she had to disappear, so there was a stand-in for her. Felicia had a stand-in, and then Felicia was being one of the twins yes. for the other twin to work off of, because that's how great Felicia is. Yeah. And and it was like we just had to kind of pretend everybody yeah. was somebody else. Yeah, yeah, it was upside down that's and backwards. Skills really yes, it. my improvisation <laughs> skills really took off there, yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah.
6: Well, I really appreciate you stopping by and chatting with us.
13: Thank you for having me.
6: Hey, Gillies, I'm here with Felicia Day. We're discussing Episode 8. eight.
14: Episode 8 is the longest episode in Guild History, I think.
6: It is, yeah. Sean just tweeted that it's uh, almost 12 minutes
14: long. Yeah, which is crazy, but it's worth every second because we couldn't cut more out. I mean, it was impossible. I was never, you know, I never intended to make an episode that long, but it just happens to be so action-packed. It's kind of like... I guess it's kind of the peak of the whole season, so mm-hmm. there was nothing to be done. There's just absolutely nothing to be done except to have the World's Longest Guild episode, which, you know, <laughs> as long as it's funny, it's not a
6: problem, right? Oh, fans are going to love it. Yeah, they 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 always said they wanted longer episodes, so now you're giving it to them.
14: Giving it to them in space.
6: <laughs> so my first question is April Lou, Where did you come up with April Lou for Tink's name? Um,
14: Wow. Well, so... Yeah, I had always thought of April as her name for some reason when I was writing her comic. uh, That was kind of always my intention. Mm -hmm. And then when I was trying to give her family a little bit of character, I kind of thought, hey, maybe if they're kind of like Southern a little bit, that might be even more embarrassing for a girl like her. Mm So um, that's where I got her middle name. And my mom's middle name is Lee, so it was almost April Lee, but then that sounded too Asian. Mm-hmm. so Lou was like that, wow that is the least Asian name you could have and I thought
6: that was <laughs> so you, you you knew her name was going to be April from when you created her
14: um early on I was always brainstorming and for some reason that just always happened to be the name I, it's not like I don't know why it just felt right it was kind of not appropriate for her in a way but mm-hmm. not so not so like cliche that you're like oh that's kind of boring so yeah um I don't know why. I mean, sometimes names just stick, so there you
6: go. Yeah. Well, it's it's hilarious. I know people loved it, so.
14: Yeah. I mean, of the episode, that's the biggest character reveal, but is the least flashy scene because yeah. there's so much going on.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, this episode is chock full of celebrities, but let's start off with the very first one that we see, and that's Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> yeah,
14: which is so random. I mean, let's... It's just so random. He is such a nice guy, and I had, he had emailed me about something with internet stuff, you know, months before, and I happened to just have his email because we did a movie called Prairie Fever together, like, years ago, when the guilds first started, in fact. And, um, yeah, so I just randomly emailed him. I was like, you want to be in my web series? Not thinking anything. I was actually nervous about emailing him, and he was like, sure, I'll come where. <laughs> so, that's insane. And the fact that he just sold everything so well, I just – it's my favorite scene, I think, just because it's so unexpected, mm-hmm. even for me as a creator and then me as, you know, a, you know, as a viewer.
6: Yeah, yeah, and I heard, I heard you did a lot of ad-libbing.
14: Oh, yeah, that scene is a lot longer than it would have been because he just – I never expected him to be, like, an improv guy, but he totally – I could have let him go for years I mean, <laughs> in a great way. Like that's why the, the the episode is so long that people added so many awesome things to it mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. that, you know, you can't, you just can't turn it down. You can't deny, you can't cut out Kevin Sorbo's ad libs. I mean, come on, dude. <laughs> I, I bet they've been, you know, not necessary, but they were just really funny and informed his character in a great way.
6: Yeah. And this is also the beginning of the, the team up of Clara and Zabu.
14: Yes. Yes. Which is, uh, yeah, that's something I'd always wanted to do, and uh, you know, I'm, I wanted to do it earlier in the season, but uh, it was um, it was funny how uh, I just had to do it when, I, when the when the story let me. And mm-hmm. uh, they joined up here, and I think they're hilarious together. I would love to see them do more together in seasons to come.
6: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, the next big scene is lunch with Tink's family. Yep and uh with the twins which oh. i have i have to say is incredible looking
14: well yeah considering the chaos that happened yeah. and, uh, we're going to do a big uh dvd extra on this but that is actually one actress who was an extra who showed up for free as a fan of the show and became uh a major character yeah so it was a crazy crazy uh situation where we just had to make it work in a tim Gunn sort of project runway way and uh Wow, it did turn out really well. She rose to the occasion like she's never been an actress before. And, uh, you know, to be able to do all the technical aspects of being in split screen Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. then never being on the set before. Like, I mean, crazy, just crazy, insane, awesome times. But, uh, yeah, everything looks really good. They lit it really well. And Sean and Chris, our DP, just really, they were like, "Okay, we'll make it work. And they made it work.
6: Yeah, yeah. Now, how did you uh, cast Tink's Parents?
14: We, um, those were people who we knew through improv. I think Lisa came in and read just because I wasn't familiar with her work, but she's an old friend of Kim's. So she was perfect the minute she walked in. And then, um, uh, Floyd was a friend of Jeff's actually. So we, I think we cast him off of tape. Mm. Not sure, but, um. Yeah, he—they were so funny. I really wanted them to be just regular people, mm-hmm. uh, regular Midwest people who just would not get nerds at all. Mm-hmm. And to see her like grow up in an environment where she wasn't understood and she was an outcast and and all these things. Um, and they still loved her. I just thought that was a funny contrast that would maybe make her who she is. Uh, Cause you know who who Tink is is a complex thing.
9: Oh,
6: well, very well, much. Yeah.
14: Yeah, so I think the scenes turned out really well, and the dynamic between them—you just understand why she's so angry all the time. <laughs> so yeah, and the casting, you know, those actors—they just did a great job. I yeah. believe I believe that that Tink is who she is because of them.
6: Yeah, yeah, and I also heard that that uh, I think someone mentioned this in a previous interview that Tink, or Amy, had to leave, and you have Marissa.
14: Oh yeah, no, we—that uh, was just the worst day ever. We had at a certain point we had me playing one of the twins. Uh, and then Marisa um, Cuevas, who uh, is awesome, and she's in my Dragon Age series, but she's a great uh, um, friend of our production, and she came in and played Tink. And then I had Denise, our craft service uh, slash awesome assistant um, woman, play me. So we're thinking about (laughs) Tink. Almost no one's playing their own role, and it was just like the most surreal evening I've ever seen in my life. But we had to make it work because we didn't have money to actually come back and shoot it, reshoot it properly. But, yeah. you know, it's it turned out fine. I'm happy with it.
6: I think it turned out great. You would never know that, that half those people aren't really those people in the magic, back shots.
14: Magic of movie making. It's
6: incredible. And there's this one shot that Sean mentioned to me, and I didn't see it, but I just saw a recent cut of it where yeah. with, with the glass.
14: Oh, yeah, I actually didn't see him put that in. I, he was—he told me he was going to put it in. and I was like, okay, just put it in. It's, um, it's
6: incredible.
14: Yeah. It's incredible.
6: I mean, it's just, it's so seamless of, you know, Leslie pouring water into a glass and handing it to herself.
14: I mean, and, and you know what, as an actor, a film actor is completely different because there's so many technical things you have to work around. The fact that, uh, I mean, I can't believe that she really did that. Like, she's never acted before. Yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, it's just amazing. And I hope she had, I think she had a good time just being promoted from three extra.
6: <laughs> oh, she had the best time. Yes. Yeah, yeah. She's a
14: lovely girl.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Leslie's great. All right. So let's, let's talk about the, probably the biggest scene that probably will get talked about the most is the party room, the celebrity party.
14: Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't want people to say, hey, she threw out – and famous people because she knows them. And I was like, it's so appropriate. It's only appropriate because it's part of the commission.
6: yeah, yeah.
14: And I hope that comes across. And, you know, everybody who showed up was a friend of mine and just showed up because they liked the show. No, you know, no strings attached. Nobody was uh, like, I can only give you half an hour or whatever. Everybody was so (laughs) chill. And I was so surprised because, you know, they're used to sets and, you know, being – really fancy and like the fact that they came down and were just totally awesome with my cast and gave their time and just were just funny. Yeah. I'm so excited. I mean like that celebrity montage was only supposed to be like two people because that's who I thought I would get. And I actually had to turn away people. I was like, oh, I'm sorry you got <laughs> to me too late. I can't have you cameo because I was like, it's getting ridiculous.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's great because you gave all of them their moments.
14: Well, that was important to me. I didn't want them just to just have them be standing there. I didn't want them just to be like a reactor. Mm-hmm, I wanted mm-hmm. them to do something that was acting. Like they, they're they not there to just be. They're there uh, like a host. They're there yeah, to be yeah. an actor. So they're a version of themselves. Um, they happen to be recognizable, but I didn't want to like point out stuff they'd done in the past. You know, I wanted them to be real actors on the set and I, I, I valued them uh, that way.
6: Yeah, and I know Colin like flew out from Vancouver just to do this little thing. <laughs>
14: Flew in from Vancouver, and I was like, "What are you doing?" I don't have to work on Monday. He's like, "Whatever." They gave me the day off. <laughs> he did a lot of improv that we actually ended up cutting, but we're going to put it in the gag reel because he's so funny. People don't appreciate what a comedian he is.
6: He was hilarious. <laughs> yes. Yeah that that was a, that was a fun scene. It was just fun to to see all those guys, and you could tell yeah. that they all wanted to be there just for fun. It was just you know. Yeah.
14: Well, I mean, that's awesome, and and, and it was, you know, a a tiny room, it was hot, nobody was working under circumstances they usually work under, and it was all fine, diva-free, I love it.
6: Yeah, it was great, really good. All right, so let's move on to the Clara Zabu, uh, where she's putting Zabu to bed. Yep. I love the scene, very funny, and like you mentioned earlier, they just have this chemistry about the, the, the two of them together.
14: I know they're so cute together, and I, I would love to see more of them together. Um, yeah. it's it's like they both have kind of an innocent uh, optimism to them, and mm-hmm. I think that that's what you know you think you want to put opposites together, which always works as well. But sometimes similar people work together as well too. So yeah, and I wasn't actually there for that uh the second scene, um the lullaby scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wrote it and I worked out the tune they would sing to. And then I had to go get on a plane to go directly to um, Vancouver to work on Eureka the next day. And I have I got horrible food poisoning that night. I had to work at 5 a.m. It was the worst 24 hours of my life. That particular uh, episode. (laughs) So but we don't see any of that on screen. It was uh, they are hilarious.
6: I love it. They're singing. Uh, Clara uh, Robin singing is just and I know she's uncomfortable with it. but She's so good. She's so funny.
14: Yeah, it was really, really funny. Yeah, I uh, I really thought it was clever and funny, and I'm excited. I'm excited for people to see it.
6: Yeah, yeah. and then uh, we have the scene we go back to the dinner or the lunch scene with Tink's family, and Tink finally confesses.
14: Yeah.
6: And um, and her parents I, accept it.
14: I know, and I I thought that that was kind of a funny twist, in that it was, you know, sometimes you're just so dreading something, and then you finally do, and you're like, well, that wasn't so bad.
6: <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, anticlimactic.
14: Exactly. I wanted. I thought that could be the only kind of non-CW way to resolve it. So.
6: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, did, has out was that the way it was always supposed to play out? Did you always have her parents just accepting it?
14: Yeah. Um. Yes. Of course. Yeah. I didn't ever. I mean, there's no point in trying to drag it out because I, I didn't have the time. I really, when I when I mapped it out, I'm like, whoa, this needs to resolve pretty quickly. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just and plus that that kind of character-wise plays into who they are. Mm-hmm, they're just mm-hmm. kind of clueless. They're very accepting. And, like, it's almost, like, more frustrating for them to be so nice to her.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And then uh, let's go back to the party scene where we have what probably one of my favorite scenes is the Madeline Vork conversation.
14: Oh, my God. That is my favorite Vork moment of all time. I mean, he is so funny. I laughed out loud in my hotel room when I was looking at the cut and that rarely happens. Usually I'm just seeing what's wrong with stuff, but it was so funny and I got so caught up and Erin is such a good actress. Like I feel like they just took their acting level to another, you know, pl- hemisphere. Mm-hmm. With- and, uh, yeah, so funny. I mean, so real and like, just the chemistry between them is actually real. I mean, I'm just really—it's just awesome.
6: It's so good, and Josh's face is hilarious, especially when uh, Madeline goes and touches his knee.
14: Yeah.
6: And then oh. Vince touches his other knee, and his yeah. face I, just drops. <laughs> I love yeah. it.
14: I totally forget. Yes, that moment is just—it's the whole scene. That is my favorite part of the whole episode, amongst an amazing series of amazingness.
6: Yeah, yeah, and of course, my favorite is vork freaking out at the end
14: no no that i mean that when it reaches that when he's like (laughs) and and one of the cuts they didn't include that i was like where is Vork having a connection because that was literally the funniest thing i've ever seen on film ever and uh thank goodness uh it got put in back of the cut
6: i'm so glad you did because it's hilarious and i was telling sean i'm like oh please keep it this long because it kind of just goes on and on and it's just he's so good
14: he's so good it just oh it's brilliant He's so, like, organically frustrated in every way. Like, it's just so good. I'm so happy with it. It turned yeah. out great.
6: Yeah. And then we have the last scene, which is Blades blowing off poor uh, Rachel.
14: Which I think is also a height of Blades', like, Vince K- Kessler's acting ability. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, he did a lot of that. He even improved a little bit. I mean, I don't know about the drama. I don't even, I don't remember if I wrote that, but I do, certainly didn't write it with that in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah just enjoys being a dick so much in that scene. I uh, And and Rachel's face is so cute and happy and innocent, and Haley's such a good actress. And then the way he slowly, like, improvs the door closed, <laughs> that was totally Vince improv. Like, he was just so, gotta go, gotta go. I mean, it's just, I, I don't know. I mean, it's definitely a height at which we cannot ever equal, I think, this episode again, because it's just so many things coming together, and mm-hmm. uh, I, everybody just brought their egg game.
6: Yeah, definitely, definitely. No, it, it is, it is definitely, I mean, I, and I say it with every episode, it, they get better and better, and there's just, it's just an incredible season so far. And there's still so much more to come.
14: That's true. I mean, there's just a lot of you know, the first two or three episodes are just more simple because they have to, because they're setting up 50,000 things to come. Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, I'm proud. I love those episodes too, but they're not as complicated because we haven't laid the groundwork. I mean, just physically, you can't lay the groundwork fast enough to have all those layers come in, in the first two minutes. That's any form. So I think we do a really good job of like adding as much drama as we can early on at the same time, laying long-term story down. It's, it's a very challenging format and uh, I'm really proud of the way that this season has come together
6: yeah you, you've done an incredible job I mean it's and and people have been loving it I mean I don't know if you if you have time to get on Twitter and Facebook but we've there's been nothing but positive feedback about the season
14: yeah no I think people I have been seeing so I've been very busy but I have been seeing a lot go back and forth and people are except for the you know the spoiler situation I'm so frustrated about it because I can't I, I'm, I'm decided from this, this 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 episode we're just gonna announce just, I decided we're just gonna announce who's in it because I'm sick of people you know, like, like complaining about they personally were spoiled because they didn't watch the episode. yeah yeah, I, I can't deal with it anymore, you know and especially we, we do need people to watch the live episode. I mean, we, we need to yeah. watch we need them to watch on Xbox or MSN in order to get picked up again. Yeah so um, I'm just gonna on Monday before the episode's out, I'm just gonna say, hey guys, sorry. There have been a lot of spoiler complaints. Here's all who's in the episode. <laughs> no That's spoilers. right.
6: Get them excited for it. There you go.
14: Yeah, I'm going to do that because the whole keeping it back I thought would be kind of fun for people. Yeah. But um, it's turned to be more of a headache than I thought it would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
6: It's just hard. It's hard to keep all that under wraps.
14: I mean, it's, and also we need, yeah, it's, and then plus, you know, the, the people who are in the show, they want acknowledgement. You know, they want to be able to enjoy when people watch the show that they were in it and Mm -hmm. and hear people say, Hey, you were hilarious in that episode. So uh, I'm going to reverse the whole trend.
6: Cool. That sounds great. Well, I really appreciate you stopping by and chatting with me. Thanks a lot. All right. Hopefully you guys enjoyed those interviews. I had such a great time talking to Zach. He is one of the coolest guys. I had fun talking to Bonnie and Amy and the entire cast and all the new cast members. It was just loads and loads of fun. And I just really appreciate them taking the time and talking with me. So uh, I was able to bring this experience to you guys. But we'd love to hear from you guys, so if you have any thoughts on this season, or on the podcast, or anything at all, please send your emails or voicemails to guild at gmail.com. Once again, it's guild at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter, at guild. You can also like us. We love being liked on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com slash knightsoftheguild. Very simple. All right, I hope you come back for Episode 9. We're in the home stretch here. But until then, always remember...
8: That storyline was going nowhere. I mean, Charity was a a prop for the writer to hang his sick fantasy... Sick fantasy!
0: Fantasies? Is that what you call imagine that? That seminal episode of television, season one, episode fourteen. That dealt with the issue of mixed race couples far before its time. And you call mixed race an alien gangbang? The Lavanta made it in groups yeah. with probes. It was their way.
8: Harden me. I have found a headache. I am entitled
0: to my opinion, and we haven't finished talking about your blog yet. Oh, God, God, Jesus.
6: hi my name's kenny and i'm a fanboy do you like star trek star wars do you consider yourself a brown coat are you into cosplaying larping a furry can you speak klingon do you know all the doctors and their companions can you not get enough of steampunk do you just love disney if you do then this podcast might be for you confessions of a fanboy each episode, I have a one-on-one conversation with a fanboy or fangirl. We'll talk about your fandom, why you call yourself a fan, and how you integrate it into your daily life. So come on over to confessionsofafanboypodcast.com and listen to fellow geeks talk about their love for their fandom.
5: We all love the Buffyverse, and it means something to each of us.
4: It was a show about people. I identified with Xander, of course.
5: Upside Down and Halfway to Happyland explores the things we love best in the Buffyverse from the perspective of the everyday fan. Check out our discussions on characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a good point. So, like, Selfish Willow is worse when things start going wrong. Check out Upside Down and Halfway to Happyland. You can find Upside Down and Halfway to Happyland on iTunes, or you can check out the
11: website at www.upsidedownhappyland.com.
6: Knights of the Guild podcast is a geeky fanboy production and has a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivative Work 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved.